Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join your host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains some mild adult language. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of Animation Communication where we have no guests and we are our <laughs> own guests. Um, I'm Sleepy KP. We are our own best entertainment. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming to the one where we're just, we're, we're just chilling and talking about pony shit and stuff, so... Um, so Lauren, before I go into like just general things, what's been going on with you? Like, this is the first time we've had a KP and Lauren episode in a while. So we can talk about like casual things in our lives. Imagine that we have those kind of. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of uh, freelance projects at stuff currently under NDA at this point. So I can't really talk about anything quite yet, but, um, but otherwise I also have, uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of the when we last recorded, I guess it was initiated or just about to be launched, is I have a Teespring store. So I'm trying to push that. I've gotten a lot of really good sales out of that too. So I've been getting used to that whole new thing and it's so much better than Redbubble. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, to, to like, the quality is like really good and they have so many more like merch options on Redbubble's like, so I, overpriced. I have my art on a pint glass. <laughs> I'm like I I and and believe it or not so I have a bunch of different um so I have like a set of of designs right now I made it to be like a collectible thing believe it or not somebody bought one of every of the uh, character on a glass that I had in the set and they bought all the glasses so they have a whole set oh wow that's that every time I put out merch I have to like really push it and only like a couple people buy things so that's why I just don't do it online anymore but you know um i've been yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of work to push to push a story i mean it's constant pushing to like to get the word out and stuff like that so no, yeah i feel like i've been toying with the idea of reopening like kp commissions like online because i'm much better with digital art now so it's doable but like every time i do that i get like two people and then that's it i'm just like okay guys thanks i mean there i was gonna say with uh with Ko-Fi, coffee, you know, that service. Basically, you can offer, like, little commissions through there. They have a means of doing that. So it makes yeah. it easy for people to be able to see quick samples of your stuff, and then they could throw money. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's 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 true. I will think I will think about how I want to do it. But, um, yeah, and as far as me, um, I am um, going back to art school because – uh, California just keeps on becoming on fire, and I don't know how long it's gonna take. So I'm just like, well, I might as well do the thing that might be a little bit more guaranteed to get me like an internship or something than just wait. So like, Lauren, tell everyone about the strike that's going on because that's just like a hot mess, right? Oh, well, I mean, uh, well, the thing is, the strike hasn't officially happened yet. There are people who are oh, and okay, it. so it's not even it's supposed it's not see, even happening is, yet. <laughs> Well, well, the thing is, as of recording this, it's supposed to be tomorrow oh, when it officially okay. starts. So basically, AMPTP and IATSE have come down to the wire in terms of negotiations. 
uh, just yesterday, like around the evening, late afternoon, early evening, uh, literally they've been taking weekends and stuff to like literally push for this kind of stuff, is that Yahtzee... Um, uh, yeah, describe it in, in like in you know like what's Yahtzee like what like how well, is this Yahtzee, working you know so, that kind of thing. So yeah, Yahtzee is uh, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees and the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers. So so you have Yahtzee I A T C E or uh, sorry I A T S E. Sorry, I'm in the middle of E's. Um, and then A M P T P. So those are your two parties. So you have these two. Uh, union groups or at least uh, you have uh 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 yahtzee as the union for like uh production people and stage actors and makeup artists like basically the the meat of the industry the people that make everything happen mm-hmm. for 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 the heavy duty productions and uh there was a lot of support coming in from the animation side and from animation unions and stuff to support the the strike because you know, whatever happens to production, even on live action productions, it can trickle down into animation all mm-hmm. the same, especially yeah. when you have pe- production people working on that stuff and uh, writers and, 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 and you know, everything. It, it all comes down to that and how workers are treated. So um, so they reached an agreement, a tentative agreement as of yesterday, as, as of recording this. And... Um, so basically, the 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 point, and this has been has been like pretty much a months long process up to get to this point, but they really started like hammering it when it came down to the wire because AMPT, AMPTP was not bunging on a lot of acronyms. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the when Yahtzee wanted the better conditions and stuff for production people, you know, and better pay, that kind of stuff, they weren't. Uh, uh, AMPTP was not budging on a lot of stuff, and we're giving them not some good, uh, not good offers. So that's where the threat of the strike came in. And this would have been if it goes through. If the if there's still a whole thing of people still trying to strike right now, depending on if the terms are agreeable to everybody at Yahtzee, because they still have to vote uh, to ratify the terms. Uh, it would have been the first strike in its 128 year history. <laughs> So wow! So I feel and like then, that that, should, that tells you how how bad it's gotten in terms of you know where people were pushed to a point going like we have to say something you know um, um and I have a question so like when how does this work so like you you know like you when you're in the union so basically if you get picked for pr- pr- production that's like fancy you have to join the union so you like give them give this organization like a thousand dollars so you can work in like union and all the major studios it's like yeah all the union. stuff to be able to pro- provide protection for you and stuff like that and yeah so and, do yeah. like enough people tell the union building that they're unhappy and then the union tries to negotiate with the other yeah, union pretty much they yeah pretty much okay is what they and so what they did try to and what i think they finally did manage to get to uh i have a summation of points here uh they uh, wanted the achievement of a living wage for the lowest paid earners in production, uh, improved wages and working conditions for streaming, people working in streaming, which that was another huge thing because of how much work goes into streaming productions, but how much is demanded of crews so that there's like you're cranking out all this material in very little time. Mm-hmm. Uh, retroactive wage increases of 3% annually 
So originally they said it was going to be 3% the first year and they were going to bring it down to like 2.5% for the following years after. And they're like, no, 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 you got to keep it at 3%. So uh, increased meal period penalties, uh, daily rest periods of 10 hours without exclusions, weekend rest periods of 54 hours. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, his birthday holiday is added to the schedule. Uh, an adoption of diversity, equi uh, equity, and inclusion initiative. So that's just like just brief bullet points of like what they were trying to go for. But there were a lot of testimonies of people who were sharing their production stories and how they were being treated and stuff like that. So it's like it's heavy stuff, especially when you think this is. I mean, none of this would uh, of our entertainment industry. They are the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, none of it would happen without them. Mm -hmm. So. It's like so. That's why this was such a huge deal, and that and it, and when they voted to strike, it was a ninety eight percent vote to go on strike. And so obviously, AMPTP was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> so it really pushed them to try and like reach some kind of a an agreement. Um, so that they wouldn't go on strike because that would mean a huge portion of the industry would go on strike and that would mean people would not be doing anything and that would sink them right so uh so they're basically obviously trying to reach these things so that at this that they don't have to run into a strike but we'll have to see if anything end up happening i don't know when they're going to vote for this stuff but um this is as much as i know as a surface level thing that i'm like i'm not in <laughs> iatsi or anything like that um but i but i have been like trying to keep my ear to the ground about uh, what's been going on with that so but at least it seems like things are turning around for the better in this situation which is good <laughs> um but yeah so, so a lot uh, of a lot of things a, going on yeah so yeah it's a lot a lot of factors coming into play for this and it's been a long haul for us especially for everybody who had been involved in negotiating for for you know going up to uh, and PTP and, and, and propositioning all this stuff and having to basically butt heads with them for months about stuff. And especially, I think it was also kind of sort of came in the wake of all the stuff going on when, you know, when Scarlett Johansson said, you know, with oh, the, yeah, you know, the whole, she wasn't getting like, all that stuff. You need so. to give me more money, Mickey Mouse, because you, because COVID screwed over my movie. And yeah. I'm like, eh. Well, yeah, it's like, and whether you agree with her or not, it, it is a matter of like, yeah, whatever. It's a matter of principle, with... like, and sticking to their contract. Exactly. If like, if it's not going to happen stuff. with her, it's going to happen with somebody else. And so that's what it was, is basically preventing it from happening, it, ha happening down the line again. So, I mean, that's kind of in the same, in a similar vein to what's going on here. Yeah. Making sure at the very least with production crews that they're getting that proper treatment. And literally all they're like, is like, we just want rest and a little better pay. Can you please? Yeah. And, and I can't and, believe and that that had to be something that in, was I'll just throw in real quick. It's important that um, people are earning passive revenue because just generally you can be in between creative gigs for a while so um yeah if you don't get that if you don't get that three percent you're just like fucked essentially because you know you it might be like two to three years like something like that if before you get hired especially if you're an an actor or something like that so yeah it's it's hard because uh especially when you have people like yeah even working in production it's like it's it's basically a, a constant grind 
Like it's it's and so that's what a whole huge push of that movement was is that you know people shouldn't have had to like grind and risk their health and everything else when they need to be like in optimal condition to be able to do what everybody has to do yeah. to make productions happen. And I'm like, literally they're asking for the bare minimum to be able to like do what they can do to make these productions, you know, flow. And so, yeah. yeah so I'm like, so at least it seems like, again, it's a, to, to quote, uh, many, many articles where they've been quoting people as it's, we've reached a Hollywood ending. So hopefully that really does mean that, everybody kind of is in agreement that the terms will be good. So, uh, so everybody, so they may have just like by a hair avoided a strike. We'll, we'll see, see tonight we'll or tomorrow. To yeah. So at some point this week, I think they got a vote. So, um, because originally they were going to strike tomorrow. So, uh, or at least started. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, I guess back to how this relates to us, um, Lauren's fine, generally, but, um, you know, I would like to, you know, get be in the industry before I turn 30. I'm 28 right now, and, you know, I just, every time, like, my birthday happens, I just get depressed because I haven't reached my, um, my, my life goals, my goals for my life. Like, I want to be a showrunner, and I have this idea for a show, but I gotta, like, get, get the places, so I originally moved to L.A. because I thought I had enough contacts to get me from point A to point B. Um, and I didn't, essentially. Plus, you know, my like I didn't go to art school traditionally. I went to, like, a state-funded film school, which was exactly how you expected it to be. Very, um, very classy, very, like, let's... Like, I had a film analysis class, and, you know, it was the... It was like a joke because I'm just like I do I anal I analyze things like in my free time I've been doing it like 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 up to four years at that point so I'm just like this is what I do every day or every you know every week or whatever so this is a joke so I only had one production class and it was like a horrible experience because I got ostracized from the group and it was that was like when I right before I started to to get the the PTSD so yeah. So anyway, I'm hoping, like, and then between COVID and the strike, LA is just kind of uncertain as far as the job market. And, you know, I figured going, like, now art school is in the cards because my, 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 my family's doing be- better financially now. So my dad kept on bothering me, like, up to a point, like, just go back to school. And I'm like, I really, really don't want to go back to school. Like, I have, like, a lot of my nightmares are just, like, going back to school or being back in high school or like being like no one knows that I'm you know in my late 20s why am I still in this high school maybe I didn't pass something and they figured it out or you know those are like half of my nightmares half my like PTSD influenced nightmares so I really didn't want to go back to school plus I'm not really like I got like a 2.7 in high school like it was a hard high school but you know I'm not a traditional academic person. Most artists are, I think. I feel like that's fair to say. So, um, you know, um, I'm hoping... I'm not going to tell you what school I'm going to because I don't want to get stalked. But, um, yeah, uh, hopefully I'll be able to get an internship through going back to school and kind of build up my art portfolio stuff to be in a point because that was a hard thing for me to do on my own. And there's guild classes at the Animation Guild for, for you know, art. And there's stuff 
but it's not it's not the same I think it's not as intense I think as I need it as well because like now I know how to animate and I know how to draw and I know how to do proportions and stuff like that but like I think I need a more well-rounded portfolio and every time I try to do it myself I just either get depressed or um, feel like it's not good good enough and it was just killing time so it's really really it's also really really hard for me to be out of LA and be out of Burbank because like my heart and soul is in Burbank and like I wanted to be in Burbank since I was a baby child and just being there I'm sure Lauren can jump in and being like and just being there just being around people just being around like you can talk animation with people and people can keep up with you and you don't have to like explain things like you're like mm-hmm. you know it's just such a nice feeling to just like know you're around that kind of environment so it's it's been heartbreaking to be out of Burbank but I'm hoping to like my dad says like well you're going to school basically to go back to LA to be in a position to go back to LA so you know and I'm just gonna tell people I'm from LA if they ask but <laughs> which I guess is technically true so and you know I so I'm in my new apartment I got like my my parents let me design my room with their money, which is always good. So I got like it's Ariel, a lot of Ariel stuff. A lot of Kim, I got a cool Kim Possible lamp that I put on Twitter. I got this beautiful Ariel lamp that you know is nice. And I'm I'm rooming with my um my friend that I've known from high school. Um, before we get back into, I'll I'll sell one thing and then we can get back into the news and like the poor people are like, I just want to hear you talk about the ponies. Just like fast forward. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, you know, we, for the team, obviously we have, it's kind of a, you know, work like a turnaround kind of like people leave and come just based on their own schedule um, or just things that are going on in their real life. So we had a new person come in that, um, you know, like is younger, like I don't hire minors at all. Cause I'm just like, I'm just traumatized not to, but like we had like an 18 year old join the team and he's like, yeah, I've been editing for several years. And I'm like, oh, okay. Are you familiar with the content? Cause like sometimes they're not, sometimes they just see it and they're just want to be an editor or whatever. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, how long have you been watching me? And he's like, since 2013. And I'm like, Oh, so since the beginning, and, he's, and I was like, how old were you when you started watching? It was like 10, and now I'm 18, and I'm just like, ah. And then, like, <laughs> Michaela was next to me while I was doing my meetings, and she, like, she looked like she got punched, in, like, in the gut, and she's just like, oh, no, we're getting old. So, <laughs> um, you know. It, well, consider, yeah, when there was people that started, it, especially when you think about My Little Pony with Gen 4, that there were people who were like, you know, ten and under when the show started, and then they were in like college by the time. Yeah, the show I, ended. I can't. I That's can't, a scary thought. <laughs> I can't. I can't grapple with the idea that someone's been watching me all throughout middle school and high school and continuing in some way to watch me. That's crazy and scary to think about. I just think I've been in like this like negative space outside school because that's kind of how it's felt like for me. So. um I, I I don't know. I don't, you know, like, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. Okay, speaking of me doing this for a long time, and then we'll go back to the news. Um, So make sure you're, like, if you're, make sure you're watching the main content and you're also notified because I was super, we did, we just released a an avatar animatic um, called Lay Me Down, and it's beautiful and it's great, and and it really, really underperformed. Like, we worked on that for, like, 
six months at least, four to six months, and it like hasn't even reached 2,000 views yet. And not that it's about that, but it's not like, you know, I would like for my YouTube career just to like be able to be a voice in the animation community. And, you know, I feel like I'm still in that transitional phase because, you know, I either have people that are bothering me about like, when are you going to make more pony stuff? So there's that. And then people that forget they were subscribed to me and they're just like, oh, I don't watch pony stuff anymore. Unsubscribe, knowing that I don't really like I do pony stuff as needed and not my main content. And then there's people that find me through my new main content, and then they're like, why is she, why is she talking about ponies? Like, what's, I, I don't, I'm not a brownie, or whatever. So, a <laughs> lot of it's me. A lot of it's me. Was that a pun? No, it was just like, Nay. them, a joke about people not knowing how to pronounce brony. I know, but it would still be funny if it ended up being a pun. Oh, you mean like brony, like, like nays yeah. and the horse. Okay. Like a nay, it says an horse. Oh, I get it. I get it. So, um. Maybe that's just how my brain A lot of, I mean, a lot of the success of the channel, like, so we, you know, and you know, we've reached out to like everyone I can think of as far as doing collabs and people either just ghost us. I think they either see the name or there's like still bad rumors going around that we're going to we're going to do something to address that soon. But anyway, um, and it's just really disheartening to, for me. Like, you know, I don't again, I don't need to make big numbers, but I like people to care when we put out a project that we spent several months on. So, you know, I'm if you're listening and you haven't listened before, I imagine you're here for us to talk about the Pony movie. Um, please give the new content a chance. Like I know it's isolating when creators talk about things that they're that you're not used for you to talk about in your brain time, but um, that was worded great. Um, but you know, I really want to try to reach that goal in like a year or two. Like I want to be in the industry, but I also want to have YouTube as well. Like, I want to carry both of me going forward. And, you know, a lot of that will depend on me going to physical conventions, which is fine. So we're trying to figure out our our spring schedule right now. And a lot of it, too, is just, like, people like you, viewers like you, like, spreading the word, you know, making sure you're subscribed, making sure you have your notifications on, as long as notifications don't know the shit out of you. Like, you know, just try to consume and watch cartoons and consume more and you know because you know it, it, it's I, I like i feel like i'm just female walt disney who you know can't get his youtube career started because you know people don't care but you know i think i'm like one of the one of the only animation critique channels that is also an animator too and not just a critic um so it, that that's 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 it. So make sure you're subscribed and make sure you're notified on the main channel. And you know, so listen to the podcast too if you want to. Um, but the podcast is just like an extra like sprinkle. You know, it's like a nice thing that we we do because we like to do it. But you know, um, it's not the content we work several several months. <laughs> Unless Lauren's like back there like spending like months and she has like a like a conspiracy theory bulletin board back there just like what will we talk about on the podcast which i don't think <laughs> is the case uh no, no no so uh you know there's there's my there's my kp spiel so speaking of 
and then we'll get back to the news and then we'll get back to pony stuff shortly. Uh, so just a reminder, if you're in the Michigan area, I'm doing a con called Grand Rapids Comic Con. That's the only one confirmed at this moment. I've signed contracts. It's done. Um, uh, the 14th through 16th um, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So come out if you it's from what I can tell, they, this is a this is the con that's just been there for a while and know what they're doing. They have, like, tons of guests. They have, um, you know, G.I. Joe reunion, Pokemon original cast reunion. Like, you know, it's not just, like, me, you know, and, like, a 500-person con. So, you know, <laughs> please come, um, you know, get a commission, you know. Come, like, we'll have free coloring pages, as we always do. We, we're, we're getting a Rick and Morty coloring page ready for the first time. So we'll have that if you're not into the ponies or the princesses. Um, you know, um, show, you know, have fun if you want to. Okay. I think that's all my announcements. What are, what else are the newsy things news? Um, so I guess to, to briefly touch on it. So one, there's a, a sizzle reel that just got, uh, that just dropped for uh season three of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that, uh, so obviously they actually created whole new animation to, as part of the, the, the sizzle reel promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obviously, uh, go like, you know, animations takes a long time. So it's sometime in 2022, like early 2022. Oh Yeah. Uh, we'll be getting it. We'll be getting you the new season. But in the meantime, we'll show you the sizzle reel that has a bunch of stuff in the in the works right now, and it's a lot of like animatic stuff, which is cool. Um, but you had yeah, it was the King Shark and um, uh, and Harley uh, on the sizzle reel promotion. Uh, so go check that out. It's it's up it's up on social medias and probably on YouTube as well. Uh, it was part of the DC fandom. Uh, uh, push so they're obviously trying to like it's the whole thing for for fans dc oh fans look to... it's another streaming platform that we don't need yeah so it's the but it, yeah so anyway it's uh so that was their uh, big announcement um but what was cool is again that they used um brand new animation to promote that which is cool yeah um and i'll just throw in if you haven't seen dc's harley quinn oh my god my foot's falling asleep and it's painful <laughs> anyway um i'm trying to move it while still talking all right okay um i think this will work for now anyway so if you haven't seen dc's harley quinn um the the new one um it is really fantastic like i've said the in writing the past, is really good for it yeah um i've said in the past it's the best thing to come out of dc since um Bitaz or batman the animated series it's very tight like the episode the writing's great the acting's great if you like my content then you'll probably like the harley quinn show if you're over 18 because it does curse and um i think that's really it it just curses there's no really like you know sometimes they 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 shoot people, but I don't think it's excessive. I don't remember anything like crazy. Excessive. I mean, there is so there are so. I mean, pretty early on, there's kind of some more intense scenes. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like the first. Oh yeah, I but forgot. it is all dark. It's really like dark comedy kind of stuff. So yeah. it's like even if something gory happens, it's all in the sake of a punchline, really. Yeah. So, um, uh, like I remember, like it's not really so much of a spoiler. It happens real early in the se- in the series, anyway. Is um is uh joker uh, when he gets pissed off at at um scarecrow and s- dissolves his face using like an acid you know like when you think of like the little um those little uh water flowers you know when you squeeze them mm-hmm. and he used it, it has had acid in it and it burned off <laughs> he basically killed uh, scarecrow with it 
all because Scarecrow pulled off Batman's mask and revealed who he was, and Joker got pissed. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> if you've seen the that that clip, that's probably the most popular clip. The the where's my goddamn electric, electric car, Bruce? Electric car, Bruce. Yeah, which is like, um, so they're doing things that are kind of untraditional for a Batman um, storyline because Batman's not the main character, so you know, like. It's so just so perfect and beautiful, and like we don't have to just wonder who like you know overanalyze everything about like like the the will they won't they kind of like vibes. So it's 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 beautiful and it's nice and Clayface is amazing and Harley is amazing and Poison Ivy is like Shigo essentially, um, mm-hmm. you know, like a, lo- a more low key Shigo into plants. I think one of the um, the writers or something were is a fan of Kim Possible, so I'm like, like seventy percent sure. Like <laughs> Ivy's characterization, it was inspired a little bit by Shigo. Anyway, that's it. Go watch it. It's beautiful. I love the Harley Quinn show, and I'll probably review season three whenever it comes out in twenty thousand years. <laughs> yeah, and um, and then my other headline will be uh, that for all of those who follow me on Twitter, y'all know me, and y'all know. Oh, is this I have this is looping okay. for a certain show? Yes, but this is but this is an important headline because this is we're now officially at the launch of part six, which like I will I will say right now that when I got into the into the series, I had like just missed by a margin really like a, by a year, uh, part five's release, and so this is the first time I'm a part of a whole new like. Uh, part of the uh, Lupin series being released. And you're part and of a whole so new it's generation. Like a, it's like a theme of this yeah, episode. So, <laughs> so yeah, and especially with something as, with a, a series as long, with a huge longevity as Lupin, uh, literally 50 years, this is the 50th anniversary year, let alone the 50th anniversary month of the animated, of uh, the animated incarnation of Lupin. Uh, that uh, they've had two episodes drop already. So it's episode zero and episode one. Episode zero is not supposed to be like something 100% tied into part six, uh, part six's storyline. Uh, but it is a good little thread between parts five and six. Um, and it was more used as a farewell to Kiyoshi Kobayashi, who was the original voice actor for Jigen in Japan. Uh, he has been, he's like the Frank Welker of Lupin where he has been Jigen voicing Jigen for the past 50 years and he's 88 years old. Just you might so have you to know. explain who Frank Welkin is. Frank Welker is like he's been Welker. the long-standing voice of Fred from Scooby-Doo and now he alternates in it as you know as Scooby as well in the series later on but uh, he's been the long-standing voice of Fred since since the show began. So um, you know if you didn't know that um, essentially what we're saying is Fred from Scooby-Doo has been voiced by the same guy the whole time. So you think mm-hmm. about that. For 50 years. Yeah. And so the same None of the other, thing. none of the other cast is the same. So Yeah. And actually over 50 years uh, uh, with, uh, because uh, with Lupin, there was even like a pilot that was done in 69. Uh, and if I remember, yeah, uh, Kiyoshi was his voice there as well for the pilot that pitched everything. So, um, so yeah, he finally is hung up the hat and he has passed the role on to Akio Atsuka. Yeah, I believe that's yes, I got it right. Um and who who's actually whose um father was the voice of Goemon Ishikawa, who is one of the other Lupon characters. Uh he was the original voice of Goemon in the original Lupon series from part one. So 
it all comes full circle. His son has come now come back into the picture as the new Jigen. Um, and he's, uh, but he's also been like, he's a voice acting veteran. He's been in uh, video games, anime, all sorts of stuff. He's actually, he's um, Solid Snake. So, <laughs> so if you want to consider uh, that, uh, that is your new Jigen. So you got, you were, you were, I'm stoked. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and the whole new part six takes place in England. So this will be, and it's all revolving around, we knew this from, oh, for a while now, is that it'll be Lupin versus Sherlock Holmes, which this isn't the first time in the Lupin canon, canon that, you know, Sherlock's part of his timeline or his storyline. Because uh, Arsene Lupin, who is his uh, Ar- Lupin's grandfather in French literature, uh, has faced off against Sherlock Holmes in actual literature. Uh, but because of copyright, they had to change the name to like Herlock Sholmes. So that's why there's Herlock Sholmes in Ace Attorney, uh, video games and stuff like that. So because they couldn't use the name, uh, mostly because ja- uh, Japan and, and other countries were, there were a little bit, you know, copyright laws were dependent on the country, but Japan's more lax about it. So they had to keep changing Sherlock's name over time. And so now they can actually say it's Sherlock Holmes because the, it's like, uh, I guess you could say name under public domain a while back. So, uh, so they could use it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this one, this one, uh, episode one just dropped yesterday as of today on, and it's only for, for people who are wanting to watch the series, the new series in the United States. It's only on high dive, which is H I D I V E. Uh, it's a, it's a streaming anime streaming service exclusively, streaming Lupin Part 6 right now, and it is owned, I believe, yeah, owned by uh, Sentai Filmworks, who has the, the streaming rights to Part 6 right now. And uh, so, yeah, so they're, uh, but yeah, so far people seem to, to really like how Sentai's been handling stuff, because it's usually been other distributors, and so, uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I've yet to watch episode one officially i did see episode zero but um but that happens tonight so i get to finally watch episode one uh but yeah it should be good yeah and it it ties in and it's and it's a continuation of part five as well for those who have watched part five please do (laughs) how much how many hours of like lupon is there to catch up before part six um really it's funny because i want to say that there, the part five was really the first. Well, part four, part four was the first time Lupin had a continuing storyline over several episodes. So like for a whole series, that there's this, you know, multiple threads into one storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, so it went more of the traditional anime plot route. Uh, when normally Lupin is like very episodic, so there's a plot per episode. You know, monster of the week kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, or or I should say heist of the week for them. Um, so really you don't have, there isn't one particular place to start, but when it's looking at part six, it's a direct continuation of part five, especially knowing that there's a few characters that have come in from part five and they're coming back for part six. So it's kind of good to know that, that, you know, you at least have that prefaced before you go into it. Um, especially with one of the characters who is kind of sort of like, um, I guess you could say like a rival to Lupin from the his early thieving days, and now it's like he's come back uh, around in part five, and then now he seems to be uh, 
he at least seems to be uh, seen in part six, episode one, at least of what I know from like a couple screenshots. So I've been trying to dodge spoilers like a freaking Olympic gymnast. <laughs> so I just know about that. That's pretty much it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I recommend if you've never watched Lupin, I don't recommend starting with part five. <laughs> um, I would say just to get an idea of the you know, general group dynamics, I would say start with some episodes out of part two because they are not sequential. You don't have to watch them in order. You can shuffle them around and you, you're you not lost. You just get the idea of the, the dynamics of the group. Uh, I would say watch the first which is Lupin the Third, the first, which is the CG movie that came out. Uh, well, it was released in the states in 2020. Was released in Japan in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, stellar film. Please go watch it. It's one of the most. It, if they say you can't do CG anime, then say okay. Well, then look at look at the first, and it looks better than so many, so many films I've seen lately. That I'm like, dang, look at the. the this is oof. It's so good. Um, uh. A lot of love and care went into it, and actually, the creator of the series of Lupin's uh, of Lupin the Third, Monkey Punch, uh, he passed before the movie reached completion. But he basically had a hand in making and overseeing the first to make sure it was something that was up to up to up to snuff for for the the series, right? And for his characters, and and he he's like, oh, you know, and he was always like a. I want to say he was kind of like Walt Disney, in the in the sense that he loved the concepts of the future and new technology and that kind of stuff and seeing where things go next um he was like he like taught i think he taught himself like photoshop and everything when it was a brand new thing and he was using tablets and stuff to color in his artwork to do digital artwork and all that kind of stuff but he was like he always wanted to try the next new thing um so i think the first was a great send-off for for especially when it was the last thing he had his, his hand in um directly that uh but yeah so uh i would say go check that out and they and i mean the japanese and the english dub are both really good but it's funny because i'm like please watch the english dub too it's really well done <laughs> it's the richard epcar cast so if you know richard epcar he's a long-standing uh voice actor used in anime dubs and stuff like that and um uh he's the the current voice of english voice of jigen um and so, uh, but he pretty much runs the whole cast. He assembled the entire team of voice actors that are now the current uh, number one voted cast of Lupin. Even J- Japanese crowds, uh, they ran a poll in Japan saying, "What? who's your favorite dub cast? Or your favorite cast, it could be Japanese or it could be English. And the number one crew that even beat out the Japanese cast <laughs> was Richard Epcar's crew. So... <laughs> um, so please, I highly recommend checking out any of the English dub stuff, especially part two, because they kind of go nuts with it. They kind of just say whatever they want to say with an English dub, and it's absolutely insane. So if you like really city, silly shenanigans, watch part two for some of that stuff. Uh, it's taken a little more seriously in the first as like a narrative story. Uh, but then you can, um, but then you'll hear them in other incarnations, like in part four and five. So you can hear them there too. Um but anyway, uh, oh, and part four takes place in Italy, and it was originally released in Italy before Japan, because apparently the Lupin fan base is huge in Italy. So, so they got a series before Japan got it. So, so anyway, um, 
ramble over, please go check out some Lupin stuff. Uh, look into it. I highly recommend just getting a handle on some part two episodes to get an idea of the character dynamics. Um, I say check out the first, and then maybe you can try and delve into part five after. Um, but just a heads up, there's going to be a lot of callbacks to some old media. So, I mean, you don't have to know them, the old characters, but it it's kind of nice when you know that they're there. So anyway, uh, there's really no chronological way to check things out. But please do go check out what you can of it. And there's a, uh, actually Pluto TV even has, uh, if you know them, they're like a free uh they're almost like a think of them as like a free little tv service they have channels exclusively for different things like they have a mystery science theater channel and stuff they actually have a lupon channel now uh their stuff is in japanese so it's going to be english sub but uh but if you wanted to check out some of the movies and specials they put them up there to play 24 7 so you can go check those out too um yeah anyway yeah one of these days we'll have an anime episode um i just don't know a lot about anime like my thing is like disney and little warner brothers and a little mostly disney stuff so you know um so i'm just like i watch death note that's about it that's all my anime <laughs> so um you know i'm open to a potato it potato chip you know and eat it yeah i'm i'm open to new anime experiences but i would like i just want to make sure um you know they're they're worth it and um my roommate's oh, yeah, really like, into One Piece, and she's like, I'm on mm. episode 900 of One Piece, and I'm just like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, Yeah, see, and that's the thing that makes it easier to turn people onto Lupin versus a, a series like One Piece is that you don't have to start at a, episode one and move forward. With Lupin, you could pretty much start anywhere, except where when it comes to, like, part five, pretty much. Um, Part four is a good standalone series that has an overarching story, but it really doesn't connect into any other series before or after. So it kind of, again, it's an, I, I have a very soft, I have a huge soft spot for part four. I absolutely love it. Um, but it's, uh, but it, yeah, in terms of like overarching stories that connect into another series, uh, that's part five going into part six. So I would say, you know, get a taste of their dynamics and other media, which is not, um, which basically it's all episodic, so that way you're not you don't have to commit to a huge storyline yet. Yeah, um, serialized is the way of the future. Yeah, and there's lots of great TV specials and lots of great movies. Uh, they're all out there, and they all have different. Like some of them even have like four different dubs because <laughs> different distributors were like, we want different dubs. Um, so. Uh, yeah, it's just like oh yeah, another one that you can actually check out if you have uh, Netflix. Check it out while it's still there. Uh, Castle of Cagliostro, uh, Miyazaki's first feature film, de- uh, first feature film uh, directorial debut, uh, but it was also his send off to working on Lupin because he originally worked on part one, and then he directed a couple episodes oh, he's of old. part two. Yeah, and so uh, Lupin is a huge part of his origin, um, and so I mean it was. Basically, because of his experience working on Lupin and being able to direct Castle of Cagliostro, uh, he went on to create Studio Ghibli after that and and create stories from there. So you can think it's a, it's basically six degrees of separation from Lupin with a lot of stuff. Pixar wouldn't exist without Lupin. That's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can, John, I guess we can do that next time. 
that I've like it's there's so much history to it and it's just so fascinating to see how much it's connected and so many people just don't really know about it. I don't know how they don't when it's one of the longest standing series ever, but I think you know. I don't think it was ever like straightforwardly marketed in the US like Pokemon or something was. Oh so, no, no. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge thing, but I mean like when you think about even in like uh like it's it's beloved in Japan. But it's also, but I mean, in terms of like how there were other international audiences that caught on to it. And somehow the states were very slow to catch on to it. Well, I don't know why. But because uh, it would have been well distributed because of the kind of, it's a very good blend of East and West kind of stuff. Um, especially very influenced by James Bond and heist films and all that kind of fun stuff. And, and very Tom and Jerry, if you think about it, it's cat and mouse kind of like, you know, chase. Yeah. So... You son of a bitch. I'm sorry. We, we, <laughs> I, I like Rick and Morty. Anyway, um, yeah, let's, anyway, ramble over. Let's uh, get to the pony movie. We got ponies. Lots of yeah, ponies. Where do you want so, to start with the ponies? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I just wanted to say, like, you know, if you're here to hear about the pony stuff, see, like, my rant, like, you know, before Lauren started, like, I don't mind talking about the pony stuff. You know, I don't think, I'll do a straight up review of the pony thing because, you know, people just assumed I would. And I'm just like, I, I, Discord's not in it, so I don't really care. Um, I, I feel like I've said this before, but like Discord is like my, was my, or is my main artistic inspiration for ponies. You know, he is, you know, my muse, my flame. So when he's not, like, at least Friendship is Magic was around like him. And I didn't mind reviewing episodes with, you know, Twilight and Pinky, even though, you know, I wasn't particularly interested in them, but you know, when your character, when the person or the thing, I guess he's not a person, when the thing that you watch the show for isn't going to be in the show anymore, probably, um, then you're just like, why did I, what am I doing? So that said, um, you know, um, I guess we can talk about it. Um, but yeah, please be open to watching the new content and not just coming to me for pony because there's other people you can go to for pony and um i want to have more creative freedom over my content than just make pony stuff until i die for free for you <laughs> but for today we will ind indulge in a bit of pony back in my day anyway um back in my day we had we just had the main six and we liked it and i had discord and i liked it but anyway um, where, where do you want to start, Lauren? Uh, not sure. Sure, I guess, uh, but, uh, I, I personally am going to come from the perspective of, uh, I, I was there for part, for, for Generation 4 and saw it to, through to the end, so, uh, really interesting way to, I mean, I'm glad they kept it actually, uh, I guess to sum it up is that Generation 5 takes place within the same universe as generation four so first of all very smart to that play, was to, that was the smartest the move i think because, because like you there's don't... so much you could have figured out from like a timeline perspective of yeah what about the future of equestria so that's why i'm, I'm glad that they went with that direction for it and then it just hooks the new like the new bronies so like i'm still kind of paying attention to it because you know there might be discord maybe kind of sort of i don't know I don't know where John's stance as far as coming back for Discord. It might be different because it's for Netflix now or something like that. It's not for Pony Life, which is a whole different bag of mess. So, um, 
but yeah, they had tons of Easter eggs in the background and, you know, all sorts of things that, you know, bronies would care about. So I, it seems like how it's changing the bronies, what's left of the bronyscape of like the three conventions is, you know, the, the, the new main five, they need to call them something different because it's just going to get confusing. But the new main five is, you know, marketed the same way as the old main six and, you know, you can buy Sunny's Twilight Sparkle bag and, you know, just, just things that are smart. So, yeah, but I guess to, to briefly sum it up for people, uh, uh, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie by this point, it's been long enough. What are you doing? Um, You're listening to a <laughs> review about a movie you haven't seen. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on, fam. Yeah. And, uh, we try to make sure that there was enough time between now and, and the time the movie was released that we're like, okay, We've given enough of a cushion. We can talk about this. That and so, that and we had stuff going on. Like last week, we were supposed to record this, but I had a like a full body rash, and I was just like, "This isn't yeah. happening." So, so at the very least, we still <laughs> have given enough time that people could, had an extra week or whatever to, yeah. to watch stuff. But anyway, um, so I guess, but for for anyway, just to for the context to briefly sum it up. This is, uh, God knows, thousand years into the future of, of, of Equestria. Something like um, that. I don't know something if it's specified like that. that, like the actual. Yeah, I get, we just know it's far into the future. Um, to the point where the main six is now perceived, at least to the general public, at, as far as we know, as lore. They're almost like, uh, almost seem to be like, you know, you know uh, uh, legendary characters versus actual historical figures. Luke Skywalker, um, I thought he was a myth. So. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so set into the far future of Equestria, we follow uh, Sunny, who is an optimistic uh, and, and, and friendly uh, earth pony whose father basically researched the main six in is the a history brony. of Equestria. <laughs> he was a brony, an OG brony. Um, and uh, basically, she believes in, in all the pony races living in harmony because guess what? Somehow far into the future, the pony races got segregated again. Uh, so somehow there was some kind of uh, disharmony that, that uh, seeped into the land. We're not sure how that happened. And hopefully we get to see that in the series because this movie was meant to launch the new series uh, just to be kind of like a pilot film for, for that kind of stuff. Uh so basically, the whole premise is that she becomes she and her buddy Hitch, who is an Earth Pony sheriff. So she lives in the town of Maritime Bay, which is Earth Pony Town. Uh, she ends up befriending Izzy the Unicorn, who lives in the forest, and then she also becomes friends with these two princesses from uh, of the from the Pegasus Kingdom, uh, Pip and Zip, and they become our new group to follow uh, in the new series. Uh, basically, in the movie, they're trying to find a reason to as to why because basically everyone's been pointing hooves at each other. Like so, you know. Pe oh, Pegasi I get, I get, I, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. She, put, she said uh, hooves Pegas instead of instead of fingers. Anyway. Well, yeah, because they they are pointing hooves. Oh, uh, we're back into Brony Town when we start um, replacing nouns with with some pony and and stuff. Every pony. <laughs> um, but yeah, with um. Uh, but yeah, so uh, basically the premise is that uh, Izzy arrives in Maritime Bay uh, and befriends Sunny, and Sunny is trying to figure out, okay, if you're a unicorn, so you have magic, right? Izzy's like, huh, we don't have magic. So I can open and, this can And, and I don't know how... 
And so it's like, yeah, I could open a can of beans with my horn, though. Um, so basically, it's kind of coming down to figuring out what happened to the unicorn magic. And then it's figuring out, oh, the Pegasi can't fly because their magic's gone, too. And everybody's been pointing hooves at each other as to who stole each other's magic. And it turns out the magic's just straight up gone. Um, so it's basically figuring out how to get the magic back. And... Um, and as the series will go into, we'll probably delve into what happened and what led to this whole separation of the pony races. Uh, basically, maybe have the main five uh, become our new main six in terms of, you know, going around and, and with friendship, you know, solving friendship problems and maybe exploring the new lands. Maybe there's new there's new towns like literally Maritime Bay and and uh, and basically, yeah, uh, we'll figure out everything. Was it, Zephyr, like... was it Zephyr Heights? Is that what it's called? Zephyr Heights? Yeah. Like the, Pegasus Kingdom. Like so yeah, all these towns are set, you know, far into the future of Equestria that we'll probably be able to see even more new towns as well as maybe revisit old, the ruins of old towns, like what happened to Canterlot, what happened to all these other places from far into the Pony Past. Um, and, uh, but yeah, with, uh, and then we also have uh, Hitch's uh, deputy because uh, uh, Hitch is the sheriff in the town and he has a deputy. Uh, named Sprout, who is another one of Sonny's childhood friends, and uh, he's voiced by um, uh, what was it? <laughs> it's um, God, it was a. I don't know, so I can't help you. <laughs> that, that's oh God, um, I hate that I'm like, blanking. I'm like I'm remembering all this stuff, and then uh, I'm trying to remember. You, you got to turn it was, to your... uh, uh, Ken, Ken Jong. That's it. Okay, I was remembering. I'm like, wait a minute. Yes. So you have this very. Uh, He's basically an embodiment of, like, what it is to have the adults, you know, uh, basically sowing the wrong ideas into a ch child's head and seeing it come full force as an adult. <laughs> what um, could possibly go wrong? I, I, it's, like a, it's like, I have a... I say in this political climate. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, but with, and again, this whole premise of, like, you know, the pony races being in disharmony... Uh, what better way to illustrate that than through a musical film? Yes, we are back into form with with songs, and they're actually really good songs. Um, so uh, I, I there's a few. I mean, they're all pretty catchy, but I think "Fit Right In" is kind of like the crowd favorite. Um, especially when that's pretty much the one where we get like everybody, most pretty much all the on, our main ensemble singing together, which is great. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah. just throw in, Oh, do you, you want to say something? No, 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 you go. Okay. I'll just kind of throw in my thoughts. So, um, I think this was the best pony movie, like so far, like period. Mm -hmm. I think the original theatrical my Little Pony, the one with the main six, not the the one, like, mm -hmm. the first one. The Gen 4 one. The Gen 4 one, the one that was a couple years ago, back in my day. Anyway, um, that one, I think, um, if you remember my review from it, was not that good, because I think they were just focused on, look at this thing, we've never done this thing before, we've never left a question before, and it's very um, MacGuffin-y. It's, it's, you know, you have a full runtime and you're basically doing something that, you know, we've, bas we've already done in the series several times. Um, so it was, it's not bad, but it's a big wasted opportunity as well as it probably should have been much sooner in the, um, the horse timeline when the Bernie hype was like at its peak and not kind of dying, dying down in 2017, I think it was. So, um 
And I think people, the majority of people are on the same boat as far as it not really uh, meeting their expectations with the exception of Tempest. Everyone, like, is a, is a goddamn simp for Tempest. But, um, <laughs> you know, in general, it's, it's, it's not bad, but it's not, it's, it's very, um, it's very it basic. It looks really nice. <laughs> it looks, it looks, it looks good. Animation's good, you know, um, and that's. But they obviously try to juggle way too much, um. And and on top of that, they're trying to make this a film to introduce to people who haven't watched the series, and they're trying to make this something. I'm like, this is where, um, this is where the Gen Five is so good at starting with a movie that establishes everything, yeah. and it keeps the plot simple. It doesn't have to be a huge complex thing. It's this is like the, here are your characters. Here's how they come together. They're coming together to solve a problem and they keep it contained between these areas for right now. And that's fine because guess what? We have a whole series that'll go into more of the land and more of the characters and yeah. delving into why things are the way they are now in the future. Here we are in the future and it's, uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> and um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, and so I think what the problem was with Gen 4's pony movie is that, um, they were trying to introduce new peoples who late into the game. Like literally, you could have just had a very nice self-contained plot, and that not wasn't in a good way. Complicated. Like I don't need expanded lore in my hour and a half pony movie. Like use that time. Like to, that's like, for the show. That's what the show can do. That's what the comics can do. That's what they did do. I mean, like you don't need to have it in a mo- brand new movie that's trying to be a, an introduction to potential new fans. That's way too much to throw at them. Like I think. So, like, I said this before, but I think the season six finale, like, introducing Star Swirl and doing all that, was better than the Pony movie. And they, like, putting that plot in the Pony movie probably would have been a move that made more sense. But don't listen to me. I'm just the, the lady on the internet who just, you know, doesn't have any, just just does this. I'm going to stop talking. But yeah, so, um, and then I thought it was really lazy, like, Season 9 was basically built around the whole idea of, like, you know, they can't depend on Discord all the time to fix their problems because that's when you have an OP character um, in general. It's just, like, let's just have him snap his fingers and blah, blah. Um, And, you know, in Discord's attempt was basically, like, you can do it without me. You don't need to depend on me. But, like, this was, that was also way too late in the game. Like, I think that would have been a much better plot point, like, in the movie or even before the movie because like writing discord out of the script is just so lazy <laughs> it's just like oh he showed like and if you pay attention um for those who don't remember he sh- he shows he's in the credits of the movie so he shows up after the conflict and um <laughs> i'm just like well that was stupid like why why did they do that like it's, it's so it's just like you know it just unjustifies the movie even more, like, where you have a solution to your problem and you're not even attempting to try to use it to, to, to for the sake of your movie. So, you know, I again, I think McCarthy and team were just like, oh, we're doing a movie, yeah! And they didn't really think about, like, what constitutes a fe- uh, feature film in a pre-established series, so. So, yeah, at least that's, again, where the benefit for Gen 5 is that they began with the movie to introduce everything, and they kept the plot simple. Mm-hmm. So, um, and especially when we're like, you, you're allowed to go bigger as the show goes on. That's pretty much what happened with Gen 4. They started pretty small. and But by the end of the first season, you had something pretty big. And it only got bigger and bigger and bigger after uh, after that first season. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, so it's, I, I like when you can allow a series to grow and have, you know, an audience grow with it kind of thing. Uh, but also without just making it too complicated to start things out. Otherwise you lose people unless you have a simple enough hook that'll get people going like, I want to see more. Yeah. You, know, you give them a taste and then, but you leave them going like, I want to see more. And with Gen 5, I actually was like, I was, I, I mean, I was hopeful for it anyway, but I wasn't like trying to like put all my eggs into one basket for mm-hmm. it. Uh, Cause I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. Um, but I'm glad that I watched it and watched it a number of times now. Oh, yeah, I've only seen it the one time, so, um, I haven't watched it a number of times. No, um, you know, just, I I, I don't know, I don't know why I watched it, probably because I was, well, this, obviously, but, you know, I, I wasn't, like, one of the people counting down to midnight to see when it dropped on Netflix. Oh, yeah, It was, it's just, it's being advertised enough, just, like, online and, like, on streaming platforms that it'd be, like, Oh, I still haven't watched that. Well, people were talking positively about it. I guess as a as as an animation fan, who you know, I should watch it for for that reason. And um, what I also like too to go piggyback on Lauren's point. I am um, I feel like because of the long movie, the the bond between the the five ponies was more genuine than the like because basically. In case you don't remember, the pilot for Friendship is Magic 10 years ago, like, Twilight needs to do something. The the other five go to her, with her to do something. They help her along the way. And then Twilight's like, hey, this is neat. Maybe Maybe I like having friends. So I never really bought that as the strongest, you know, reason for, like, those strong friendships that lasted all 10 years like you know it was yeah. kind of like a like an okay start start foot i guess um but you know essentially for this one this is also like the t- the tying thing between them is the morality of like i guess nightmare mood tying them whatever but the morality of like doing what's best for the pony like you know hitch is hitch the male pony is still you know gun ho to like arrest sunny for fraternizing with the unicorn and he doesn't really change his mind till like halfway through the runtime when he's just like hey this is bad i'm just like good good job good like, good character I, development good job i think that's a that's another point i want to discuss is like uh, the main five in general and it's like the main five and probably all the all the other attached new characters sprout included um what was your overall first impression of this group um i am curious to see where they go i don't mind them but i'm also there's nothing um particularly like oh i like this character because x y and z um there's nothing that like hooked me to a specific character um design wise pip is my favorite the um right the pink one right the the light the yeah Pip. okay i just want to make sure i'm not getting them confused um Anyway, um, I, I, the social I, media princess. I, I, I like her. I like her design the best. I like her white, like little fluffy little wings. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's funny that she's a social media pony because I relate to that on a on a on a meta letter, on a meta level, I guess. Oh yeah, that's another thing. The uh, the fact that we're in like modern day pony age where there's actually like TVs and electronics and phones. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, there was movies in in G in G four, so I think that's like more than fair to have phones and stuff. Um, yeah, but I mean, like to make sure that they one hundred percent make it more like it's not like you know this is how pony 
would try and make this work. It's like, literally, here's the technology we can just figure after a thousand years or whatever, they've come to the point where they've invented this stuff and have made it to the point where we're at. They kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, they just, if you think about all they've added is cell phones and bigger TVs, if you know, color movies were something that already existed. So, you know, it's not that big of a leap at all. That's, that's, that's fine. Um, you know, but I thought that was cute. I thought Pip, you know, being a social media force is cute. Um, there's already been talk about like, will this main, will this cast come back to voice them in the series? Um, I think yes, because, you know, it's, I know they're, well, let me, let let, let, let me, let me, let me make my case. Um, I think that they are kind of like, kind of like, bigger names than just voice actors that you could hire for roles but they they started this knowing that um it was going to be a movie and then a series so you know whoever was doing this probably had that in mind and keep in mind Hasbro's been pretty good with making sure the main six weren't replaced in like anything for like the most part except for like you know that Pinkie Pie series on YouTube which is weird looking um Anyway, so, you know, if we were only getting the movie, I'd say no, but since we were getting, like, this movie series package, and this was, like, that was the plan the whole time, I think that was kept in mind as far as the casting choices. Like, hey, this is gonna go on for a while, so heads up. Go ahead, Lauren. I think it's, I think it's a mix, I think it's gonna be a mix, like, they may recast some people that they, because you have to consider James Marsden isn't somebody you usually keep on for a series. Like, I think the only thing I can think of was maybe Westworld. That was about it, that they had him on. And, um, because otherwise he's a movie actor, and so I have not seen him commit to a series past that. Uh, it'd be nice if we kept him around, because, dang it, I love James Marsden. Um, but, uh, but when you and uh, but when you have like uh, Kimiko Glenn, who's already been in Centaur World, she's getting a lot of horse stuff lately. Uh, may that trend continue. Uh, <laughs> um, that she's already been in a series where she's committed to singing and stuff like that, and being an animated character. I see her as being one of, the, especially with her voice being very distinctive. To especially when with a character like Izzy, that yeah, they'll keep her around. I feel like it's a little trickier with some of the other characters i don't know uh with some of the other actors i'm not sure uh most uh, but some of them have been on other tv shows where they've been you know kept around so they uh, are used to working episodic and being in an episodic project um so maybe maybe for those but i can't say that for everybody uh ken jong probably will be able to come back as sprout that's also a possibility because he's been in episodic um uh, because hello community. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and also, uh, the fact that a lot of pretty much, I mean, our movie cast is everybody can sing, which is nice. Um, but I, I have to wait and see and see if they actually do keep everybody around. But I feel like it may be they recast some people, but they'll keep others mm-hmm. depending on like who's already kind of used to working episodic and who they can count on to be there for episodic stuff. Yeah, but... I think we'll we'll see. I am, you know, I think, you know, my, my gut is like maybe this was probably cast in 2022 and maybe these actors were just desperate to be able to do something. And like if you're a live action actor, you're, you were kind of a sitting duck. So, um, yeah, I think like, 
a character like, you know, it's like the pony characters are like Disney characters in the same way that they're like legacy characters. Like you will like, you know, they get the voice actors from the original movies to voice like straight in the park for, for Disney all the time. Um, so I guess the, the, the short answer is we'll see. So there's our cases. So, um, it would, I think our both, I think both of our preferences is keeping the same voice actors. Cause I think that just helps the flow yeah. of things. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I can't say it'll be that way, but it would be nice if it was. So we'll see. We'll see when the series comes out officially. Cause I believe it'll be next year when, when the series officially launches. Um, and, uh, yeah, but at, and and then actually in terms of my gauge on the new cast, I love them. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like them as an ensemble. Yeah, on you know, I, I'm gonna straight up say that Izzy is my favorite in in terms of that. But it's really hard because while she is my favorite, I love all of these characters. I genuinely like. I love their dynamic together. I love all their personalities. I'm like, wait, so you mean to tell me that before with Gen 4 where it may have been like, oh, I'll warm up to this character. Like, I think with like, in particular, when you had somebody like Rainbow Dash, I had to like get used to her personality. With somebody when you have basically more or less you have Pip and Zip and uh, these kinds of characters. Like, like Zip is basically our Rainbow Dash for this series. Um, but I like her so much more. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> and I'm like, and that's not a knock against Rainbow Dash because I grew to like Rainbow Dash over time. But coming out of the gate, I really liked Zip. I yeah. don't know. It's like, you know, when you, I feel like they all made a really good impression. I feel like maybe who didn't get as much proper representation was Pip, but, um, but we got a series to do that. So I'd like to see more of her and see more rep for her. Um, Sunny is precious. Uh, I absolutely and actually Vanessa Hudgens was actually a great casting choice for. Yeah, her. I was I was surprised really, that that worked out as well as it she did. She brought this really great energy and optimism to the character, and really a lot of pep to the voice, and um, and she's and of course we all knew she could really sing. She can sing, and she was perfect for this. Um, and hey, we have a finally officially. Uh, 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 we have a stallion in our main in our main group. We have one uh, so stallion. Hitch. Yay, diversity! Congratulations to first main boy. Uh, the mainest boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and I do like that they pretty much what they did is obviously they're trying to make all these characters as parallels to the main six. But I love that they pretty oh, much the, merged the animal Applejack thing? and <laughs> yeah, they merged Applejack and Fluttershy into Hitch. I think that it's like one of the best decisions. <laughs> that they could have made because he's like you know um you know i'm a tough big guy sheriff and then he's like why do these cute animals follow me <laughs> uh, uh, i love that everybody like it's the animal magnetism which i think is freaking hilarious that he's just like you know yeah <laughs> he has like these little animals that tail after him he's just like i don't know they just seem to like me i don't know <laughs> i think um for those who are playing at home and don't remember um the the pitch for generation five was going to be a um a rebranding of the same character so twilight would be sunny and you know um i think zip would be rainbow dash you, you get it that's why they're they're kind of similar beats character wise um but you know this this idea about the world being separated and like by races was still kind of part of the original thing so that's the thing that got leaked like you know a couple of years ago that people were like is this what they look like now you know um so i think the thing that they did works a lot better than what than the uh, that other idea 
because you can have your cake and eat it too. You don't like, I think pony life is already kind of isolating as just a general premise. I don't know any, I don't know any bronies that are like hardcore into pony life. Like all my, all my brony friends are just like, "Eh, it's too, it's too SpongeBobby and, and it's, (laughs) you know, I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. With, with um but yeah with like the designs and stuff for the new main five i i personally really love it and that it, i kind of what i think is really kind of cool though is especially when you look at like for example yeah when you look at the pegasi and the unicorns is that they made these little slight alterations and i almost want to say it's almost like the evolution of a of a species kind of thing because when you think about where unicorn horns looked like you know like your pretty standard unicorn horn in in gen 4 gen 5 all of a sudden you look at like izzy's horn for example i mean they all the unicorn horns look like hers uh where they're actually like a solid horn with like actually like little swirls and curls and 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 like these little mystic kind of markings in it versus just like a coiled unicorn copio looking unicorn horn right which I thought that was a really cool take to do. And then on top of that, the Pegasi having, um, especially when you look between Pip and Zip, they're supposed to be sisters, but they have two entirely different sets of wings and different builds. Like, actually, Pip is small. It, it took me a moment to realize, oh, yeah, she's actually the smallest in the group. <laughs> um, and um, and she has the fluffiest wings, and then Zip has multicolored wings. Um I think that's really cool that they actually show like these variations within the species and then they show how they've changed from where they were to where they are now. I'm like, wow, is there like, there's actually some kind of like an evolution. I'm like, Earth ponies kind of pretty much stayed the same, except they have a, a lot more markings and gradients on their bodies. Like they have blazes, they have muzzle markings, they got, um, they got uh, different colored feathers on their hooves, which is really nice. Um, and actually you can really thank, uh, I mean, there was designers all over the place, but when you think about it with Imalu, uh, you know, famous brony artist, uh, got to be involved in the designs of these characters, especially with, you could tell in the color palettes too, um, that, you know, Imalu is really good with colors for the characters and making them really rounded and cute in their design. Uh, so, uh, so congrats to Imalu, um, being able to work on this new generation, making them look freaking fantastic. Um, but yeah, uh, I really, I personally, yeah, I, overall, I really, even Sprout, I even like his design. They, they gave the ponies eyebrows this time around too. Gave I should eyebrows. also point out. Yes, they gave him eyebrows and Sprout has the thickest eyebrows of all. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but I really do, I, again, I, I really do like the overall g- d- designs of the new characters. I like the the way the different uh, communities are, are presented here. I kind of like that they're the, <laughs> I kind of like that they're like the beatnik, like moody, like emo ponies in, in, in the unicorn forest. And then you have um, kind of like the uh, New York pop, uh, pop culture centric uh zephyr uh zephyr heights where it's you know big screens and um uh, very very much modern day new york with with manhattan mm-hmm. with the big screens and and don't stuff you like mean that. manhattan i know <laughs> what happened to manhattan did it sink below the sea <laughs> because they could have called it manhattan but if i guess if it's the pegasus city and i don't know <laughs> um it's old new york uh <laughs> But yeah, I was going to say, yeah, overall, with all these characters, the new characters and the dynamics, I actually really love that they have a very strong running coming out of this. Um, 
even to a degree even better than what we got with Gen 4 to start. And that's not to bash Gen 4 in any way because, again, we had enough time to grow with the characters that we had pretty much 10 years with them. Um, this is really just strong for Gen 5 out of the gate. So I'm really happy that they have that good running for them. Yeah, I think, um, you know, like when you have a full length movie, you actually have better pacing to establish characters or something like that. Um, imagine that. Um, I guess my my next question for discussion, do you think Sunny will remain Alicorn or you think it's a power up kind of thingy? I think it's a power up thing. Because I don't see the, the horns and wings hanging around all the time. And plus, that mean, that kind of diminishes her being an earth pony all of a you know, where she was an earth pony and now she's all of a sudden got wings and a horn uh, at the end of a movie. I think it's a power-up thing. Because you can see that they're translucent, too. Yeah. You know, like like it's a magic versus um, versus something that stays there. Yeah. I think it's, if anything, it probably... It gave her some kind of a power up, some some foreshadowing like or something like that. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, and, and, and I I like I think that's where they're going because Twilight and stuff. But I I think it's way too soon to establish or do that as a move. Um, and then she's like, "What is she the princess of? Is she just like does an alicorn make princess? How does?" When will we talk about how that works, guys? Come on, writers. And Come on, a, guys. And that's, a, and that's another question is, um, especially with the disharmony and having, like, uh, and if the fact that there, there's people that, you know, they have, you know, princesses of kingdoms like Pip and Zip, but they don't have alicorns anymore. Is that, the, that's what we, that's another thing I'm looking forward to seeing what this series goes into. Uh, is, yeah, where's Twilight? What happened? So it's she like, lived how forever. far into the future is it? Yeah. It's like, what happened to Celestia and Luna? Are they still spending retirement? They just go, eh, forget about it. They'll, they'll figure it out. And it's been a thousand years and they're like, they still haven't, for, they have, still haven't figured it out. They haven't moved um, the whole time. They got like, they, there's a cut and they're like, they got worse. Little spider webs <laughs> and stuff on them. Yeah. When you have like alicorns cemented into, at least in Gen 4 as princesses and that they, to a degree are, even if they're not 100% immortal, they live a lot longer than normal ponies do. Um, then, and so uh, that, that that's what I'm kind of curious of is even though Sunny got like the wings and horn like an alicorn and the, the people would think, oh, she's a princess now. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't, I, I, I think it's more, again, like it's just a power up. It's something where she's a, a, a where she becomes kind of the embodiment of unity between the races, you know? And to have that, and that's why the magic comes back at the end, is literally because they all get get together and they come together as as one community. Um, that's what, that, and then you realize, ah, that's why the magic disappeared, because everybody freaking was fighting with each other. Um, and that she was kind of the catalyst for all of that, so I guess it, like, she's become, she is the embodiment of unity, uh, versus being like an actual princess that's how i see it but um because otherwise this is so so quick to rush her into quote princess category um but it does raise the question again then where are the other alicorns if like she gets the the alicorn features then what does that make her other than other? i think she's like again the embodiment of unity but what does that make her down the line uh where are the other alicorns 
what happened to the whole concept of like you know the raising the sun and the moon and all that kind of stuff um does anybody do that now or is that run on autopilot <laughs> and then like i like that the i like the headcanons that people have when if she, if sunny ever meets twilight and in twilight's this jaded like gr- grizzly you know you know, distant alicorn like a la luke skywalker when he kind of like isolated himself yeah <laughs> twily out there drinking blue milk um <laughs> um but i mean i kind of would like to see if they do end up going that route down the line and that like twilight after she lost all of her friends that going like you know everyone's everyone i loved is dead and here I am, kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if they'll go that don't, route. Don't, but no one wants to be immortal. Like, that's the moral. This, that's the moral exactly, of the story. Exactly. That's what I'm like. <laughs> it's like, that's why it's like, it's the curse. And then it's almost like having to live with that when no doubt, like, you know, it's a Celestia and Luna had to live with too. Prob- and Cadence, no doubt too. What happened? I mean, she's an alicorn, but that didn't mean Shining Armor was. So... <laughs> Their daughter was an alicorn, though the first born alicorn. So, well, it's it's implied. Which I'm still confused in, about. In the, in the <laughs> we're born alicorns too, so you know. Um... I guess. Well, they said it's beyond beyond our understanding that of that an alicorn was born. So that's why they said it was like. I guess that's why I thought that she was the first born. No, um, I think they just don't know how it works. Essentially, I that's kind of what I assumed. So, like, they were just like, "This is the first alicorn born in Equestria," and I'm like, "Well, they were around before Equestria was like a thing." So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, and so it then, just doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, and then you got the journal, of the two princesses, which goes into like them, you know, being like in a race of alicorns, and then Star Shorts chooses them to to raise the moon and stuff and mm-hmm. they had to play about that from that that episode where she can't act um anyway yeah. lore boring lore stuff it's it's fine um did you like the 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 red pony like i kept on seeing yeah. memes in my in my um feed about them, them being everyone saying sprout everyone saying sprout my beloved <laughs> But I love, yeah, the memes for him are really funny, too. Um, I mean, could he have actually been, like, could he have gotten the smack upside the head, like, you idiot, you shouldn't have done this? Yeah. But given, like, he he should have faced repercussions for what he did. Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, I feel like they handled everything else really well with the movie that I feel like maybe somehow... His remorse is going to come back in the show mm-hmm. about what he did, like start, and maybe start it's light. more like he's yes, and then he's and that's where he's going to have the time to be able to earn his redemption. Like even if he's at, even if he's given a pass right now, it's not really so much of a pass as is like he now has the opportunity to grow as a character in the series versus handing him the redemption at the end of a movie. I'm sorry, you know, uh, you know, hug me out, hug it out with me. <laughs> um, I still think his, uh, uh, overall, though, I do like Sprout as a character. It's like, uh, I do kind of, I do like the whole, like, Prince Charming fairy godmother. Yeah, that like, was what I was Mother-son dynamic they had was great. <laughs> I still laugh at the memes of the, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to, I was I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. So it's like, son, don't use that kind of language. I'm sorry, mommy. Will you still make me mac and cheese? <laughs> 
I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it. There's the <laughs> Was I good, Sheriff? Oh, look, a flying dog walks away. <laughs> and I really, and actually I thought it was interesting that the red herring, that they actually got me with a red herring in the movie is that I thought that the, for a while that the her, his mother was going to be the main villain. But it turns out she was like, you know, the mother didn't who didn't realize she was in over her head with how she, with the idea she was putting into her son's head. Um, and then her son neglected always goes onto a power trip going like suddenly I'm the important one. Right. So and that's where she realized somebody's getting a big head. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I like that she actually that. <laughs> is actively trying to stop him in the end going like, you stop that right now. Your mother says to stop. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, but then you have to think, well, she's got to pay some kind of a repercussion to realizing, hey, you realize he turned out this way because of you, right? I mean, her whole company is about protecting other, or, or earth ponies from other races. So now that that's not a thing anymore, like, that's her punishment. <laughs> yeah she lost her business that's her punishment um or it's like at the very least we know she's a tech company of some sort so maybe she'll 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 pivot Pivot. where's where's my Um, where's where's my goddamn electric car fairy godmother (laughs) ponies driving electric cars i love the idea um um but yeah it was um no, I like Sprout, you know, I, and I like, I'd like to see where they go with him in the show, in the show. I do like that he has, the, I think it was the, the part where he's going through like the freaking, um, you know, the, the, the pinup, the pinup, uh, hitch calendar. Oh God. Like the perfect, <laughs> perfect hair, perfect abs, paid off mortgage. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Paid off mortgage. I'd be pretty, I'd have some animosity there too. <laughs> It was a, I'm like, I love those, like, the little windows into Sprout uh, that we do get when he's on his own like that. Um, and again, we do, I do like to see, I, I'm very curious to see where the series goes after this with all of these characters. Um, it's just a great starting run for all of them. Yeah. What do you think of Sprout? Um, I don't know, just the stuff that you said. He, he kind of reminded me of someone else I didn't like, so um, I was kind of entertained by that a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, when will the horse people learn? But anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully things are getting better in horse in horse analysis land. I don't know. Um, but we've talked about that before. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was it was good. Um, good movie. Um better than the other horse movies so far because they had more time to establish the the plot and like the things that they needed to do for the plot i liked the mother character for the the pegasus princesses thingies oh yeah the queen the uh, the queen was really uh yeah the queen of the pegasus i liked her dog her that had wings i thought that was funny yeah that was extra he's just a cotton ball with wings i love him yeah, um, I think we can. I think we can wrap. I don't. I don't think we have anything else to say besides go. Pony movie good if you like pony. Um, if you don't yeah, like pony, I mean, you might like pony movie too. I think it if was, anything, you probably came here for validation on the thoughts you already had on the movie that you already saw. But anyway, we'll encourage you to go watch. It, it has again like a. It has what, like a really, really high Rotten Tomatoes score too. So I. Uh, you know, it was the number one movie on Netflix streaming like worldwide. Um, so, 
when it when it initially came out like for the first few weeks it was like the number one movie running yeah on so, Netflix. so i'm like good for you guys keep good, it going good for you it's like i mean this is what the 2017 movie should have been it's like establishing new characters in a way that's not war heavy enough that you you'll be isolated as far as what's going on so i think you know what's gonna happen that's the good thing about doing future plots is like future plots um with pre-established timelines just kind of open the door as far as like episode ideas like what happened to this how is this what does this change so um you know i think the i I, i'm hoping um that it will draw more people into like oh i like this i wonder if like i like generation four and the most of generation four is on uh netflix just they're just missing the last season so you know i i'm curious to see how it changes uh the brony the brony scape and you know what that means for the kp future and stuff like that so you know i'll probably end up talking about it more in the future but you know i'm not gonna pressure myself to um to talk about things that i don't really have anything to say about for other people's entertainment anymore so you know except this this one time <laughs> no i don't i don't mind talking about it but um you know doing a whole review is a, is a lot and um what do, what do i get not paid for things um all right so i guess we can wrap do you have any footnotes to wrap on uh just four four words magic wing feather mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to freak out all the unicorns in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess we're horse. We're horse equivalent. So sorry, other unicorns. I guess I still love. I still love how superstitious the unicorns are. So it's just like you can't say magic wings, uh, magic uh, wing, uh, feather mayonnaise. <laughs> I guess if you're new to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. We have tons of old podcast episodes. Um, we're trying to attempt to get back to it once a week. We kind of took a break um, because my dog died, which wasn't fun. Um, uh, he was a he was he was sixteen and a half, and he was um, very helpful um, during for my trauma stuff. So that was that was an extra loop. I actually took the semester off from school to do hospice for him, and then he died like the week school started. So now I'm just like, oh, what do I do? what do I do for a couple months now I'll just die so anyway um I pre I a lot of people have been sending me some some lovely condolences so I appreciate that um you know uh for for babies are hard especially ones that have been around as long as uh little Harry was so um but yeah as far as KP stuff like I said in my little my my soapbox earlier just Make sure you're subscribed to the main channel. Make sure your notifications on, or you're consuming the new content. Hopefully, give it a chance or um, try non-pony content if you um, if you haven't yet as well. Uh, we don't have a consistent upload schedule right now for the main channel, but generally every other week um, we're 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 shooting for. And then we got some fun Disney themed stuff in the future, so um, that will be neat. Uh, podcast too. It, Podcast is on all the places. Uh, I, I think most people stream it on YouTube. I don't know. But if you, in case you're weird and you like your podcast apps and you listen to more than one podcast, um, then it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on SoundCloud, it's on all the platforms that you would typically get your, your podcast from. And 
I think like only a couple people have left like stars and reviews like on the various platforms. So if you want to do that, you can because I I read those. You know, I try to like now that like views are dead. I'm trying I'm trying to respond to more comments generally. So um, you know, people care like people are incentivized to comment on things. So you know, comment away. We appreciate everything that you know. You were doing all three people that said, do you listen to the <laughs> podcast? That's a joke, but you know. Um, and then I think that's that's really it. Um, well, uh, we I have say, yeah, we have a couple uh, we have a couple guests coming up that we're really excited to, to dive into. Oh, soon. yeah, we we we, um, we we scored one of our guests um, upcoming guest podcasts. We scored pretty well, um, which um, I'm 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 excited to uh, to talk to to some people about. So, um, and if you, I don't know, uh, I was going to say if you know any guests, but then I'm just like, no, no one knows anyone. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, expect more Lauren and I episodes in the future because, um, as the holidays get closer anyway, LA will kind of shut down. So no one will be doing interviews. Um, no one will be doing interviews or no one's going to be doing stuff. Everyone's going to be traveling for the holidays and things. So we'll just do more, more episodes about all this, you know, more Christmas stuff or whatever, whatever there is to talk about. So if you like our voices, then you're in luck, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. So thanks for listening to the horse episode. We'll do some more horse episodes in the future as the series comes out, I guess. And thanks for your horse ear ears of attention or some some horse pun horse pun. Uh, Lauren, do you have any any anything else you want to say? Uh. I, I guess stay tuned and uh, I'm glad you thank you for tuning in to uh, a pony episode where we haven't actually talked about pony in a while so we're if, actually now that I think about it I don't think we, we, we really talked pony on this podcast before uh, we've talked it's been in videos but it has not been on the podcast so yeah we, we haven't I mean there hasn't here. been any new pony stuff that's happened yeah. since season, so, Generation 4 ended anyway. There's just been conventions. Yeah, stuff, so we so. officially got to have, like, a pony conversation on here, which is yeah, kind of nice. Yeah, like, you know, um, it's it's like we got we got little, we got our little horse um, Easter eggs on the on the podcast loop on the YouTube channel for, for, a, for a reason or something. So, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks again for listening to us talk about things. And um, I hope you're, I hope you guys are around for, the next podcast if you like this format um you know if you want to consume more kp then these are much easier to produce in the main videos <laughs> yeah all right so be sure to check out the channel all the episodes and we will be seeing you next time next time yeah. good night everybody good night thank you so much for listening to animation communication on youtube spotify or your favorite podcast provider we are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication.